What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 51. Today with my guest, Bad Sleeper. They are an alternative female-fronted rock band from Philadelphia. Uh, they draw their sound from modern and old-school rock, and I would definitely say they have more than their fair share of pop elements to their sound. Uh, they actually remind me a little of a local band here in Maryland called Crashing Atlas. But uh, anyway... They released a new song called Take It Back, which is featured on this episode, and it's been described as uh, a dark pop sort of rock song. Uh, You can find it on all the normal streaming places, Spotify, Bandcamp, iTunes, all that stuff. So if you like it, definitely go check it out, and we'll definitely appreciate it. Um, All five members were actually able to come on this episode in a video chat. It's probably a little unusual to have that many people on, but I think we did uh, a pretty good job of getting everybody involved. And um, the band members are Zach on lead guitar, Julia Eve is the singer, Jake is on drums, uh, Matt is guitar and songwriter, and uh, Luis is backup vocal, and I believe bass. But uh, yeah, as always. Uh, feel free to follow or subscribe to the band or to the podcast if you feel so inclined. And uh, lastly, if you're listening to this and you're in a band with new music coming out, uh, feel free to hit me up. We might be able to do an episode, possibly. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting local music. Hopefully this episode finds you well and uh, staying safe, sane out there. But uh, other than that, without further ado... Bad Sleeper from Philadelphia. We are live. I think we're up and running and recording. Obviously, the last thing you want to do is talk to somebody for like an hour and a half and then realize at the end of it, you recorded nothing. So, especially with five people, (laughs) um, the pressure is definitely on, you know, for me on my side. But I just double double check the audio and it sounds like we're recording. Everything's good to go. So, um, welcome. I am based in Baltimore. But I love Philly. Um, all-time favorite band is from Philly. So, um, you know, much love. But uh, I started this podcast during the quarantine to obviously kill time, but also to kind of connect with people. Because as I'm sure you're familiar, when you play in a band and you play gigs and stuff like that, I don't know, you don't always get the chance to actually talk to the bands that you're playing with as much as 
maybe it seems like you would. At least that's my experience. So, I know a lot of people who play music, and I was just like, well, I don't know. Let's figure out a way where we can kind of support each other because there's just too many good bands out there not getting their stuff seen or heard or whatever it is. So, um, I put a feeler out for you guys on the Philadelphia subreddit or sub Facebook, whatever it was. And um, glad to have you guys on. Sweet. And for the listeners out there, there's five people on this podcast or on this video chat. So we're going to work with it. Um, mm-hmm. Again, for the listeners going around, we got uh, Zach on lead guitar. We got Jake on drums. We got Matt on backup singing and guitar. We got Juliet, lead singer, and uh, Luis on uh, backup vocals and I'm assuming bass, if I missed that part. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, that about covers the round table. <laughs> Normally, like I said, I can kind of talk talk to like one or two people at a time at most on a video chat. So this is cool. This is new territory. Um, it seems like every podcast or something new. Some people want to go live. Some people want to do crazy shit. Um, but I'm always open to improv, you know what I mean? So I figure <laughs> whoever among you is uh, the best at describing your band Maybe we'll start there in your own words, you know? Maybe Matt. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so, hey, everyone, we're Bad Sleeper. We are a band we formed at the end of uh, 2019. We play uh, alternative rock, like, influenced by, like, emo rock, like, classic rock, all sorts of different things across the spectrum. And we started off by gigging around like the Philly area and um, we used to practice my house, just kind of finding our sound, writing songs together. And then once the pandemic started, we kept going through doing zoom calls and screen sharing our logic, like recording sessions. So we've kept like writing songs and kept like sending ideas back and forth. And we've released three songs since the pandemic started, just uh, piecing them together remotely, which has been fun. So um, kind of like where we're at now, we just had a song come out last Friday called take it back. It's um, on the Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. And uh, we have an EP on the horizon that we've been working on. So that'll probably be out like later this year. Sweet. Yeah, that's here we are. Right on. Um, yeah, I've been checking out your stuff on Spotify. Uh, the way it'll work later on in this interview or when you listen to the episode is I'll basically feature the song, say a bunch of nice things about it, and uh, kind of give the listeners a lead in. So um, yeah, it sounds like you got the the new the new song out, which is pretty killer. Empty room. Yep. Um, it actually reminds me of one of my best friends' bands, uh, Crashing Atlas. Um, kind of in their earlier days, which you know, kind of made me think. My obvious initial question is, you know, how long have you guys been at it? Um. So what? Probably going on two years now. We started, mm-hmm. like, the end of 2019, so, yeah, working on two years. Cool. And, uh, who, who, who's the real ringleader of this circus, is, is kind of what I like to say. Like, who had the impetus to say, all right, we're putting a band together, um, I have some song ideas, I want to call it Bad Sleeper, or maybe it didn't even start that way, but, you know, who, <laughs> who, 
who kind of like thought, all right, you know, this is so what we want to do. I guess originally me and me and Zach were playing in another band together called the Evergreen Drive for a couple of years, uh, both playing guitar in that, and um, I like fell apart for oh, whatever reasons, but um, had a couple song ideas that I was floating around and I was kind of shopping for some of these singers on just like Facebook groups, sending some demos out, trying to like see, uh, you know, who I could like meet to like work with and like put another band together. And um, I was actually playing the same demos with some dudes in uh, New Jersey and I was sending them back and forth. I just met Juliet through a Facebook group and we wrote four songs before I even got one together with the other guys. So the choice is obvious. It's like, hey, let's work together. And then, um, uh, I guess you can talk about meeting Jake and <laughs> then Jake about Louise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was cool because Matt and I were both simultaneously looking for a project to start from the bottom up, like, at the same time. So the stars kind of aligned there. Um, I actually met, so we, Zach, Matt and I started writing. We met Zach, and then I was on Tinder where I actually met Jacob. <laughs> um, he had a profile picture of um, himself playing drums, and I think the first message <laughs> Yeah, and the first message, I think, was like, hey, do you want to join a band? <laughs> and um, uh, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. You know, Grindr, uh, Tinder, wherever you want to start your band. You want to oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these days it's better than Craigslist, uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, Facebook, Facebook groups especially have been so great for just, like, networking. Even um, yeah. before the pandemic when we were, like, setting up shows and stuff, a lot of it came, you know, we started getting gigs through Facebook groups. The Philly DIY scene was a big one. And um, just see, like, you know, people posting, hey, we need another band on the show. And, like, I'd message them and be like, hey, uh, we got a band <laughs> we play. And through that, we just started, like, networking. And um, that's kind of, like, how we got our start in more ways than one. That's what's up. So I guess the question for Juliet is like, uh, how long have you been singing or maybe even more specifically, how long you've been singing like in bands or if this is your first one, I don't know. Um, yeah. So was, I, I like telling the story. I was like always a choir singer from age of, since like kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So I sing in choirs, um, up until the end of college in 2018. And then, um, Actually, this is my first band. I've never really been, like, the person who likes the spotlight or I never fully, like, trusted my own voice and things like that. But given this opportunity, and I've always written poetry and lyrics and things. So, yeah, um, I've been singing for, I guess, like, 14 years now, but only rock singing in the past, too. Yeah. Cool. Well, you got a, you got a great voice. So it definitely, you know, carries the band for sure. Um <laughs> And obviously, every band needs a poet. But um, who uh, would you say, you guys? Who who drives the writing of the songs? Would you say? Um, usually, I'll come up with like a demo of um, kind of like guitar, bass, program, some MIDI drums, kind of just get like a feel and like a groove together, and then I'll send that off to like Juliet to write the lyrics and the rest of the band to kind of fill in their parts and. Zach always like leads on that and Jake always like takes the drums to the next level and Lee's always has cool bass ideas and so it's definitely a collaborative effort like getting to the final product but um, yeah. more recently like everyone's kind of been throwing their own ideas and like we have a couple songs that like Juliet started that 
we've kind of arranged to be bad sleeper songs after that and recently just got some from like uh jake and zach too so we're it, it now that especially since like we've been working more remotely through the pandemic it's been a good time to like go through everyone's individual ideas have just sort of been like marinating on our hard drives and kind of put them together and actually flush them out and turn them into like full-fledged bad sleeper songs so like yeah i, I guess like it, it kind of just starts with whichever one of us kind of has a riff or an idea and we all like have you know different levels of recording abilities but we can like kind of get our ideas together and um combine them and uh work on finishing them together right on and so you all kind of met through the diy group on facebook is or were you friends sort of before that or for the rest of every everyone in the chat (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah so so matt and i as Matt previously stated, Matt and I kind of knew each other before we started this project. Um, what was it? We met in sophomore year of college, like back in 2012. Um, we just happened to be in the same suite together. And then we're just like, oh, you play guitar. I play guitar. Cool. So we started just like jamming like that and, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. And then, um, as he said, you know, we were part of the Evergreen Drive. That was our first band for like a couple of years. Um, and then, as he said, that project towards the end, after our 30P, that kind of fell through. So then um, when he was starting to get Bad Sleeper together, he was like, hey, Zach, <laughs> there's no one else that I, uh, I would want him to play guitar. It's like, do you want to join this project? I was like, hell yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> so um, I met everybody. I met Juliet, Jacob, and Louise, and everybody else uh, through that. Cool. Yeah, and then um, Juliet, like me and Juliet met over Tinder, <laughs> which we said, yeah. um, and uh, I don't know. I'm always, I'm always up for just like, you know, jamming, <laughs> jamming with new people and stuff. So when she was like, "Do you want to be in a band?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I knew Louise from college actually too. Um, yeah, which yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, we met in, I sort of sophomore year. I mean, he was a year above me, but yeah, I guess it was his sophomore year. Um, and then um, we kind of just like ran into each other like in the practice rooms a few times yeah. while we were playing, and then eventually like you know um, started playing together. Um, and we we're like we we're in some bands like in college, and um, and then we both ended up in Philly after graduating. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, we've just been jamming. And so when Julia um, asked me to be in the band, I was like, oh, well, you know, we need we need a bass player. And so <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah, we really kind of had, uh, like, pairs. Like, both guitarists knew each other beforehand. The rhythm section knew each other beforehand. And then when they all came together, we all, like, we sort of had experience, like, playing in yeah. those different realms together, which kind of helped the whole thing, like, click faster, I think. Okay. yeah it's cool i mean you know i guess part of my interest in starting a podcast for stuff like this is like you know getting some idea of what's going on in different cities and like i'm always fascinated with philly for a million different reasons i mean i had um brian walker on this podcast and i think that he's like the guy who started oh, brian <laughs> yeah the diy group on facebook for philly um yeah and it seems mm-hmm. like probably everybody knows him at least who plays in that scene and um 
yeah, I don't know if, obviously, he's like a gatekeeper or something, but it's just cool to, like, obviously talk to him. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've always wanted to play up in Philly, personally. I just feel like you guys have basically what Baltimore has, which is, like, kind of a working class, kind of crusty, kind of greasy sort of, you know, original (laughs) (laughs) music scene. Uh, if you will, <laughs> but Philly's kind yeah, of the same. Yeah, we love dirty basements. Yeah, you guys are like, <laughs> I've always considered you guys to be like Baltimore North. You're just bigger. You know what I mean? Like Philly's like four times the size of Baltimore, but every time I go up there for shows or something, it, it, it feels like just, I don't know, the same kind of vibe, but just, like I said, there's just more territory. And uh, I don't know. That's my general feeling on it, and I guess my question then leading into that is, like, do you guys get uh, more shows, you feel like, just because it seems like you guys have a pretty thriving scene, or do you feel like it's not that at all, like it's clicky or something? As an outsider, I don't really know. Well, I guess another thing that we should probably mention is, like, um, other than Zach from Bucks County, like, the rest of us aren't originally from Philly, and we all, like, came here and kind of met for different reasons. So like I'm, I'm originally from Mechanicsburg, PA, uh, which is like central Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. Philly was like one of the closest big cities to me. So like when I was growing up, I always thought like you know we'd go there and see like bigger bands and uh, yeah. Electric Factory and stuff. I remember seeing Circus Survive there and just being like, this is the coolest thing ever. I want to like come here. I want to start a band. I want to like try to you know like yeah. live the dream that way. And um, so yeah, the, the whole like the first time I went to a basement show, it just sort of felt like the thing that I was always like missing, like playing guitar at home, and it was yeah. really inspiring to just see the other bands and see like the activity on the internet and just everyone like supporting each other and like just trying to get their stuff out there, and it, it really resonated with me. So then when I moved there, it it, it just I don't know, like I, I get what you're, like what you're saying, like the yeah again it's it, my... it just has a certain edge to it that it's it's hard to find like elsewhere and it's really inspiring yeah in, in my limited narrow perspective of a narrative here that i'm inventing i guess you know as much as i refer to it as like baltimore north it's also like new york south or you know southwest and i've heard from other people to say like you know the price of entry for instance to new york or to that scene is sky high and on top of that of course I don't know, the vibe, if you will, reflects that. So it's a little bit more upper class, per se. And uh, I can, yeah, I can speak on that a little bit um, because I went to undergraduate um, in Fordham University right in Midtown. And um, in my senior year, I did start reaching out to the DIY scene there. And um, I, I would either get like ghosted or they asked me if I had demos. I said, not really. And I don't know, or I had like half demos and I just wasn't really given an opportunity there as much as I have been here in Philly. I feel like, you know, I, yeah, I I don't know. It was was a much different um, vibe. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't start off the conversation with just saying my absolute all time favorite band ever is Mischief Brew, Uh, of course, from Philadelphia. Rest in peace, Eric. And then um, the Menzingers, who are sort of a Philly band or mm-hmm. transplant band and they were one of the first bands i heard talk about how like yeah we they just couldn't get into new york <laughs> so they're like well <laughs> we'll just live in philly and we'll make it work 
and it worked yeah. out re- really <laughs> well, really well for them. Um, but like I said, I mean, I just feel like there's a, there's a soul there, you know, in that scene. And I've always been kind of attracted mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I guess the, that's not the really DIY. a question. <laughs> <laughs> but the DIY is actually like very unique at least you know just as we're talking about as we're discussing this you know as we're, we're saying you know it's hard to get into new york it seems, seems like getting up to new york is a little bit more bougie where in philly it's kind of yeah. just like you got stuff okay yeah you're fine you know like it as you said the entry <laughs> the entry fee is like free or like literally cents on the dollar at this point but it's very unique in the way and it's like this sort of brotherhood as well you know everybody's always looking out for each other yeah, because of sports, you know, sometimes Philly gets a bad rap and think everybody's <laughs> a dick or something. But it's like, nah, guys. Like, I try to tell people, it's like, go listen to the music. Like, see what's happening on that front. Because mm-hmm. it'll really change your perspective, I think, of the city. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not doing well with questions here. I think I'm just going <laughs> straight up um, observations of, of my perspective. So... Uh, maybe we'll go back toward the music here, because obviously you guys just got a new song out, and uh, I'll be promoting that uh, "Empty Room." But you uh, know. take it back to our most recent one, actually. Oh, sorry. Uh, I guess "Empty Room" has the most streams or something. But yeah, "Take It Back" did yeah. just come out in 2021, and um, let me maybe back up just a touch. Then, basically, what I talk to with bands probably most uh, usually these days is like the art of the album is maybe going away or at least taking a backseat to the art of the single and uh, I was just curious like how you guys kind of work you know are are you gunning more for eventually a full-length album EP sort of venture or for the time being are you focusing more like on just getting a killer single out there yeah, so um, I, I'm, like, definitely an album guy at heart. Like, I love when I can, like, just sit down and put an album on. And I think that there's a specific art to, like, having, like, your first song be, like, a intro, then have another, like, big, like, energetic opener, and then a song that's, like, a little slower comes in, and that's the end of the first side, and then the second side kind of. So I think that there's a definite art to putting an entire album together. Um, but recently, we've been still trying to, like, find our sound at first, you know, we, we released our first two singles um, kind of together as, like, Can't Describe It, Slash Year That Sky, which is kind of like an A-side, B-side single thing. And then um, once, like, the pandemic hit and stuff, we were still trying to, like, sort of reinvent our process to be able to write together. So to, like, dive into trying to figure out a 10-song album right there seemed like maybe not the right idea. Um, yeah. So we started off we uh the first song that we did was storm and we were kind of trying to figure out like okay how are we going to record drums how are we gonna um send the guitar you know what kind of amp sims or amps or how are we going to do this like all being like remote and um so we sort of had to reinvent our process after we got our first two singles out so then we put one out it seemed like it worked pretty well so then for the next one it was like okay how do we like build upon that and so we've kind of been like looking at the singles as sort of a way to build like stepping blocks up to our EP, um, which will be out later this year. And we recorded some drums and rhythm section stuff for the EP before the pandemic hit. So we have like live drums all recorded for six songs and bass along with that too. And then we've been uh, filling it in, like touching up the rest of the stuff 
remotely. So we're going to have an EP coming out soon. Right but on. the singles are kind of um, kind of just like stepping stones up until, you know, we have kind of our process set up to do a bigger project. Have you guys been able to play together at all? Or are you doing it sort of virtually? Or how's that work? Um, we got together. Uh, we haven't really been able to jam virtually. There's just kind of too much lag with any platform that we tried. Um, so yeah. what we do is screen share i use logic pro to record and so we have like a weekly zoom call and people like whoever has like an idea we bring it up on the screen together and like look at it and like talk about parts be like hey it'd be cool if there's like a guitar swell here like a vocal harmony here like what if there's a drum fill and then you know next week everyone kind of brings in their ideas and tracks when we put them all in the same session listen to what it sounds like so it's not the same experience as jamming together but in a certain way it kind of puts everyone's parts under a microscope and everyone can kind of comment on them and like give feedback on things that you know you might not necessarily hear if you're all just like jamming away like max volume in a room together yeah it makes sense um yeah i guess one of my buddies was telling me the other day um these kids at stanford uh they developed this new software i'm not even sure it has a name yet it's like very much a pain in the ass to install and i feel like you need like a tutorial just to to get it done but they figured out a way to um basically cut down on the lag so you can basically play together in real time but i don't know without a computer engineering degree it's sort of like mm. Mm, it's not quite layman's terms you know what i mean you gotta, but mm -hmm. um if you're interested in that sort of thing you can certainly text me afterward and i can i can send you the link and can have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be I, awesome. And I actually have a computer engineering degree. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to figure oh, it out. Oh, well then. You probably already know about this. But um, but yeah, I know people are going to, you know, great creative lengths basically to, to mitigate the circumstances. Um, I feel like though to anyone listening to this, you know, hopefully you guys have friends, you know, I... I'm not saying I mm -hmm. have friends or I don't have friends, but, you know, it's okay if you don't. Um, <laughs> but We'll be your friends. <laughs> I, I know what it's like out there, so. But um, I, all I'm saying is, like, I feel like, you know, our friends and our family, generally speaking, if we haven't completely pissed them off, support, you know, what we do artistically or creatively. And so uh, mm -hmm. I feel like what they usually just want to hear is just kind of what you've been up to on the uh, on the day to day on the the whatever it is just kind of keep yourself sane and and busy and and all those sorts of things so if it's not too time consuming maybe we can kind of go around the table here between the five people and, and maybe just kind of go through a quick i don't know rundown of how you guys been doing you know over the last 9 10 11 12 months whatever it's been Whoever wants to go first. Not everyone at once. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt more like a high school teacher right now. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, you got to call on someone. <laughs> it's terrible. Flip a coin here. All right. Well, top left corner has been doing a lot of talking, so I don't know how it looks on your guys' screens, but the long-haired guy... Um, <laughs> he, <Black>. he, <laughs> he can go last so somebody else 
mean, I guess I'll go. Um, right. As I'm sure it's done for everyone, it's, it's kind of like a roller coaster, like both in terms of like what's been happening in real life, but also like personally, emotionally, mentally. Um, I mean, like honestly, for me, the first month, two months maybe, it was kind of a paradise because I was working from home. You know, cracking a beer when I'm working at 3 p.m., you know, like, just chilling out the whole time. Um, but after the two months, like, the lack of, like, you know, social interaction, playing uh, with these guys, you know, just the lack of, of normal life kind of, like, hit me like a train. And I, I, like, I would just, like, have weeks where I felt like shit for no reason, you know, like, weeks where I was, like, feeling okay. Um, but I don't know, it, it's, it's, so it's been, like, very up and down, like a roller coaster, but, um, I mean, like, in terms of, like, bad sleeper, like, we've made it work, and I'm surprised, like, it's been working so as great as it has up until now. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, like, the, the, the summary of uh, that. <laughs> yeah. You applied to grad school, too, Luis. Oh, yeah, I'm also uh, yeah. <laughs> a PhD in, in this uh, pandemic. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> hey. Kicking ass. Uh, how about this? I'll call out a name since I don't really know you guys too well. Uh, shit, now I'm going to feel weird because I might guess the wrong name. Uh, was your name Luis or was it? It was Luis, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I thought about. I was like, I don't want to like say. All right, cool. Um, how, how about Jake? So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I think a similar experience of getting used to things uh i don't know it's weird now like you know being in quarantine almost feels normal at this point <laughs> yeah which is also weird um yeah it's a weird realization and then that like the fact that it's like almost been a year like you said it's like kind of crazy um i don't know uh yeah i guess it's been good that i've been able to like you know even if we can't play together like do a lot of music just um on my own you know, like after work like practice and um coming up with new stuff on my own yeah so, um, yeah i don't know how about you uh matt um well so i guess i like my day job i'm a, I'm a software developer for like a company called therapy notes and oh, um, so your, your life has your life hasn't changed at all <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's been I'm different, kidding, but yeah, I've been but, like yeah. working remote, and um, yeah, like, it still still takes a lot of time. But um, I, I like believe in the company and like what we do. We make like software for um, psychiatrists and psychologists, and there's a big uh, like mental health positive, like you know, push with all that stuff. So it, it's pretty like good, like rewarding work, and I like it. And then outside of that. Um, got like bad sleeper stuff that we're working on in the evenings and um i also have like a my home studio i call it further than the forest studio you can check that out on instagram it, i've been like collaborating with some other like artists who you know kind of have like some demos that um i'm like working with a guy uh now he like sent me a demo of a song and he's like mostly a singer plays a little bit of guitar a little bit of piano and like programs some drums and um yeah you know, he's, like, looking for someone to help him, like, finish his songs, like, fill it in with some drums, some other ideas. So um, I've been working on that, and I've got another girl who's, like, kind of a piano, like, pop singer, and I've uh, been, like, helping her, like, produce a song. And it's been cool to just kind of, like, branch out a little bit with that stuff and um, meet some new people and 
uh, just keep trying to, you know, make, like, groovy music that is fun and, um, yeah, I just try to fill up as much of my time with, like, free time with music as I can, whether it's this band or other projects or, you know, some, I have some, like, solo electronic stuff I, like, bang out every once in a while. But <laughs> there's nothing else going yeah. on, so I just try to stay as busy as yeah. I can with that. Right on. So I think that leaves uh, Juliet and Zach. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants Jack, to go first. Can go. <laughs> I was about to say ladies first, but... <laughs> so Zach, yeah. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, funny. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Louise said, um, you know, like the first month was... Um, so I work um, I work at a vitamin shop, which is like a... Uh, it's similar to a GNC. Um, so, but we were closed for like three months during the whole shutdown which was dumb, but whatever. Um, so for like the first month was pretty cool. Cause I was like, okay, I get a break. You know, it was a nice sort of break um, from just the mundane uh, job of retail. But then like, as I was home, I was kind of just like, you know, not jamming with these guys every week. I was just like, I, I was starting to go crazy at some point. And I was just like, okay, like I need some sort of social interaction uh, or I'm going to go nuts. Um, yeah. once, yeah, once we opened back up and we were, you know, we were back to work, it's but you know, my routine started to get a little bit more normal. So I started to get to back to a little bit more of a routine. And, um, so then I started to feel a little bit better and, you know, like Louis says, some days are good, some days are not, but, um, you know, it's just the life. <laughs> I feel like that's just the life of this whole uh, pandemic with everything. You know, some days are really good, some days are really bad. So I just try to keep my mind occupied as much as I can. You know, whether that's me being at work or when I get home. You know, working on some music, maybe uh, working on a demo that I'm like, okay, my guitar parts need need to be done here or something like that. So, um, or I could just practice a little bit or, you know, maybe write some ideas. So, um, you know, just, yeah, just been doing that basically for the entire time. Makes sense. Uh, Juliet, I mean, uh, if you could. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, everybody's kind of said it all. Um, yeah. Definitely a roller coaster. First couple months was great. Now I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm very pent up and I'm not getting out any of the social energy I have. I'm not singing on stage. We're not getting together. There's like no stimulation going on. And that's kind of put me at a lull. I've felt relatively uninspired a lot. Um, but um, what's been really great is that this pandemic kind of allowed me to take a step back and just reflect on my whole life in general. Like before the pandemic, I was like trying I'm really hard at grad school, working almost seven hours, I mean, seven days a week, like, you know, playing gigs every weekend, uh, going to rehearsals, all that stuff. And I think the nice thing about the pandemic was that it kind of told me what was really important in life. Like, you know, you have to stay safe. You have to take care of your individual first. And then other things like, you know, and that's when creativity comes back. And that's when, I don't know, you're like happier in your friendships and your relationships and stuff. So, um, It's been hard, but that's also just not been an easy process to go through as a whole. So, like, I don't know. Um, That's a lot of what Take It Back, our recent single, is about anyway. Um, Kind of reevaluating your life and making sure you actually 
like are enjoying what you're doing. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's been hard, but it's been relatively okay. Yeah, as the poet in the group, uh, I feel like I'm always remiss if I if I don't make at least one book rec- recommendation on this thing because that's all I do really is read books. <laughs> I know, pretty rock and roll, but uh, read that. <laughs> but you might want a copy of this. I can send it to you afterwards. But it's yeah. like it's like the Bible of metaphors. The book I'm holding up on the video chat and recommending to them is called The Book of Symbols by Tashin, and I can add a link in the notes. It's, uh, I recommend that to everybody who likes to write lyrics. It's, it's pretty helpful. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, obviously, interesting times, trying times, however you want to describe it. Um, sometimes I do feel personally like I'm an outsider looking in. Because, you know, mm-hmm. um, everyone I've pretty much, without fail, uh, that I've talked to or interviewed has expressed your guys' similar sentiment. And um, I obviously empathize and understand. But, like, I don't know. I feel like, for me, other than the lack of gigs, virtually nothing has changed. Because, like, my job, I basically work in healthcare. And it's like, still doing that. Still going out. You know. Yeah. Um, Got the virus way back when, you know, back in March when it first hit. And I'm just sort of in like, kind of like, I don't know. I feel like I'm like caught in in between, maybe. (laughs) I'm like, like the rest of everyone else is obviously, you know, under their own parameters. But it's like, I don't know. I feel much more observatory than anything. And, um, it's personally been good for creativity, at least in my world. And I know that, again, I've heard a lot of similar sentiment to you guys that it's not been good for creativity. So I do respect that. But I don't know. I, I feel like on the optimistic side, when you do get that element of introspect introspection, like there's some interesting things that can come out. So yeah. I, I feel like moving forward on, again, on the sort of positive side of, of the, uh, the forecast here is like, I don't know. There, I think there's going to be some good songs coming out. You know, people got a lot of time to collect their thoughts, just take a chill pill, you know? And, uh, like you said, with that pent up energy, something's got to come out of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that means the shows are just going to be crazy out of your mind or if, if creatively people are going to have like monster songs or pieces of art, books, novels. Like, I really wish I was a writer at this point because, like, <laughs> I mean, this seems like the ultimate time to just write the, you know, the next great novel or something like that. But if you guys are working towards an album, you know, somebody somewhere within the band, I feel like, is is getting some lyrics brewing or some riffs brewing, and you know, coming out of the break or whatever it is, somewhat normalcy, I guess. Um, you know, I'd like to think you guys are probably probably primed and ready. And uh, if I'm wrong or if I'm out of line, please go ahead and. Tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, spit, I'm spitballing here. You know? 
No, yeah, I mean, we do have, we have a lot of stuff kind of in the works. Um, we just counted it up the other day. We have a, how, how many songs do we have? Like eight or nine, I think, that were kind of like mm-hmm. in, you know, in progress one way or another, whether we need mm-hmm. drums here, or bass here, or lead guitar, you know, but, um, yeah. Kind of like I said earlier, like everyone's kind of starting to throw in their own riffs and things that we've had like sitting around and writing some new stuff and like so yeah I think I think whenever there's time for shows again or even before then if we're gonna like release more music like, we got a lot of stuff on the table you know I, I definitely don't think this time has been like uninspiring it's just it's been different it's kind of like putting the brakes on what we thought was normal for a while and you kind of have to reinvent yourself in a way and. That's it's not always like the most comfortable process, but yeah, like good stuff comes out of it, and I I think that there's there's been a lot of stuff, especially for Bad Sleeper, that we have started. That's you know the, the ball's rolling on one way or another. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you can find inspiration in anything and everywhere. And again, going back to Mischief Fruit, uh, Eric Peterson was the the ringleader of that circus and my absolute all-time favorite songwriter and like he could just write about everything it just felt like i mean he was highly politically motivated but at the same time he could just write like a beautiful song about a homeless person and like it would just make you cry and like i had the privilege of you know having a couple whiskeys with him over the years and like <laughs> it was just it was cool to get his perspective and I just feel like I've taken so much inspiration out of that like where it's like yeah you know there's definitely some some dark times but um, there's a German poet I think that was like you know in the dark times will there also be singing and it's like yes there will be singing about the dark times so (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, wherever your uh, muse comes from or wherever it lies, I, I do feel like there there's always a little bit of a spark somewhere. It just can be dormant or harder to find. And it can also come out like a monster. If, if there's one thing I've learned creatively in my life, it's like, if you get a chance to like, or if things get pushed back for a while, then they're only going to come back like 10 times harder later. At least in my experience. And I, I've talked to some other people and I feel like I'm not completely alone there. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of ranting here. Um, I don't think you're alone in that. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I feel like, like, what I've realized from my lyric writing process is that the lyrics always come after the event. So I feel like there's been, yeah. like, some subconscious processing, or, like, during the time I'm too busy and I'm too emotional to deal with whatever is going on, but, like, two or three months later, I'll write about, you know, a really bad love situation, or, like, you know, just, I need that time to kind of let all the puzzle pieces in my head come together in order for me to tell a coherent story about it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And then... then with emotions or anything if you hold it back for too long it always comes out like 10 times stronger (laughs) so yeah Yeah, and as a writer do you often feel too that you only really fully understand your own lyrics like maybe sometime after give it a year two years 
Oh my god, five, yeah. <laughs> five years, yeah. whatever it is, whatever it takes, and like you listen to them again, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that was a bit more obvious than I thought, <laughs> or or something Definitely. along those lines, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too, too, as you were saying that, that like when I was like the lead singer of the last band that I was in and they like, I had the exact same experience with writing lyrics that I felt like that, but I always surprised myself when like I read it back. It was like, am I, is this really what I'm thinking? Is this really what I was feeling? You know, it's like almost like embarrassing in a way, but it like teaches you so much about yeah. yourself and it's, it's like looking in the mirror or something. It, it, yeah. like when you finally like see your own handwriting writing it out and you sing it back it's like it's moving mm-hmm. and that's how you know you're onto something uh-huh. i think like that's how i knew that like this was a song i should keep you know if it made me feel that way then it might make someone else feel that way too so yeah yeah it's just like a, a live journal or diary for everybody to see basically it's not really yeah. totally different yeah. you know you could write lyrics or a poem to yourself but you know the only difference is, I guess, you release it to the world and see if people like it. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes they don't. <laughs> so that's where you start to develop the thick skin, yeah. I, I guess. Um, but yeah, all right. So you guys got, you know, a bit of material out there for people to check out. Um, who's got a story about a song? I'm kind of personally like a sucker for the behind the scenes story of a song. And you could pick one. It doesn't necessarily be, need to be the latest song. But if there was a moment you felt like you captured well or it captured something, you know, either as a band or a, as an event or a feeling, I feel like somebody, somebody's got something to say. You know what I mean? I have like a story for everyone. <laughs> Um. Well, fair <laughs> enough. You are you are the lead writer, so maybe that was a loaded so question you in your direction. But no. uh, you know, I sometimes think Matt, Matt would have sometimes, some time in too. Oh. Sometimes the drummer sneaks lyrics in there, but usually the drummers are <laughs> they're a little Actually, too. Yeah, Jake, they're li- Jake comes up with these like yeah like really catchy one liners. We put them in there. <laughs> They're usually too humble to really go around and brag about it, but you know, there's still there's still a story there, you know. And it's kind of cool to to hear the the behind the scenes or the the motivation, I guess, you know, for the song. Um, if you want, I'll just pick and ask, but it's really up to you guys. I mean, I got one if you don't want to take it, Juliet. I feel like I've been saying a lot, though. Well, whatever you have to say, I can, like, bounce off, probably. I guess one of our songs, we haven't even recorded it yet, but we have a song called, like, Plans of Gold that I was going through, like, a pretty nasty breakup at the time, and I had, like, moved to Philly and with, like, um, like my girlfriend at the time, and it was, like, a, a year of it was great, and then it just, they could feel like the whole thing was, like, pulling apart, and... I, I, as I was saying earlier, like, I was always sort of, like, drawn to, like, the city for the, the music scene and just that, like, inspiring, like, edge that, like, Philly always had. And I wanted to, like, come here and, like, meet people, artists, and, like, start, like, a studio and um, all that stuff. And 
but it, I felt like I was at like such a crossroads when we were like writing the song that I was going through this like breakup and I was like, am I gonna have to move? Am I gonna like stay here? Is that weird? There was just like all these like unanswered like questions about it. And it felt like this like real like leap of faith to just be like, Hey, this isn't the right thing. I'm going to go like do this, do this thing with this band. And, uh, I remember like talking to like Juliet about, you know, she was like, I sent her the demo of like the instruments and she's like, what's the song about? I'm like, I don't have any lines or anything, but this is like kind of the story I was thinking when I wrote the riffs and you know what I was going through and I put it together and she kind of put her own spin on the words and developed it. But then like when I listened back to it, I was just like, yeah, that's exactly like what I was like thinking, (laughs) especially (laughs) like a bridge in the song. And um, there's like a Steve Jobs quote that you like can't connect the dots going forward. And that's like exactly how I felt like on that. Um, that like moment that it was just like kind of like this leap of faith to just like say hey this whole like chapter of my life is not working i gotta put it to the side and didn't really know what was going to happen next but just had to like go for it and that's like what that song was about for me and uh definitely going to be recorded one day we just haven't done it yet (laughs) okay it hasn't been recorded yet that's what i was going to ask because i didn't i didn't see that one on the uh on spotify but um i guess the next logical question is you won't be singing it right like it's your lyrics or your song idea but juliet will be singing it well juliet wrote the lyrics for it i just sort of explained the concept to her and i wrote the the music for it but she ended up writing the lyrics so that's what i was saying when i like listened back to her lyrics on top of it i i felt like she like really captured it um in a way that uh, it you know kind of like that lyrics is like a reflection thing it was weird someone else wrote it but yeah. i felt like when i read it that it, I, it was like exactly what i wanted it to be which yeah. was really cool i don't know i'm always fascinated with the writing process when it's like either split or maybe even more specifically when the writer of the song is not the singer you know like if you're writing for mm-hmm. someone else it's some it's like a one of the, the things I've been working on um, as I've gotten older is like, it's one thing to be able to write a song like maybe you feel strongly about and you can sing, but it's a little bit different animal to, to write for someone else. And then when you do, like, how much can they, you know, put their own punch or their own, like, stamp on it and take ownership? Because I feel like the last thing you want to do is write a song for somebody who has to sing it, who has, like, you know, doesn't give a shit about it. <laughs> it's like, you don't want that. So, <laughs> um, I feel like the question, I guess, is more towards Juliet of, like, if he's got that idea, how do you make it your own? Um, I, I, I feel like that comes from, like, a storytelling perspective because like while Matt was going through this breakup during Plans of Gold I kind of like put myself in his shoes and I was like okay so I'm I'm with this person right now I see their books on the shelf I see you know we we come home together we cook dinner together we have this regimen together um and it feels like you know you're just it was more of a story that I was like imagining when he told me what he was going through and um like, I, I had one really, like, codependent relationship when I was in high school, which I also pulled from. And, like, when we broke up, I felt like I wasn't even a full person anymore. And I didn't have my, quote, plans of gold. And I felt super 
like lost without him there and then like I don't know to kind of know that you always have yourself was something that I wish I had learned earlier in my life um whether you're with or without someone but um I don't know I think Matt has been super generous also as a whole with just me and my creative liberties with melodies lyrics all the stuff like he's put a lot of trust in me which is also boosted by confidence as a vocalist and creative like immensely so um i don't know super grateful that's awesome and um yeah it was just sort of two two like people coming at the same feeling from like two different perspectives and that was like one thing that i thought really made that song sound cool sometimes i'll just like write a riff and be like hey that's a cool riff and send it to the band and that's kind of like all it is but then other times it's you know a lot more emotionally driven and there's there is kind of a story behind it in my head even if there's not any lyrics for it yet so to be able to explain that and then hear her like draw from her personal experiences we it was really a good like collaborative effort on like just putting that that one together yeah I don't know, man. Bands are a weird dynamic. It's a whole different rabbit hole to even talk about how, like, f- how friendships, like, can be, like, can become almost. It's like they're almost romantic within a band because, like, especially when you get into the artistic side of things, it's like, I don't know, to use the basic slash and axle relationship or something. Just pick a lead singer and a lead guitar player, or you know, the guys that write the songs and or girls and like they. They have this relationship and it's like one hears and feeds off the other and, and it's like this whole thing but um you know we could go down that rabbit hole but maybe it's better to take a little bit of a, a, le- a left turn a, a left turn here and get the rest of the band here involved which is like how much fun is it to just get to jam when you're having a good show and you don't have to worry about, I don't know, whatever the lead singer's doing and and, and their, their spiel. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about drama, basically. And I'm, I'm not accusing the lead singer uh, mm-hmm. generically of, or stereotypically <laughs> being, <laughs> being <laughs> the, the dramatic one. Although LSD and lead singer's disease is a thing, so just got to throw that out there. Um I've I've been in bands where, where you know. Well, I haven't sometime, tried that yet. Yeah. I've been in bands where sometimes it might be more like the drummer or the bassist who's actually the prima donna, but it's it's a bit more under the radar. They don't they don't broadcast it quite as much, you know. So um, basically, this is to address the rhythm section here, kind of get you guys back involved here. Um, obviously. You know, these guys got their their writing techniques and their their philosophies, but you guys maybe have your own connection, I would think, hopefully, you know, as a rhythm section, and maybe you guys work <laughs> off each other. <laughs> maybe you don't. Maybe you hate each other's guts, and you're just like, you know what? <laughs> um, we've all been there. You don't have to say that publicly, but... Um, <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> but just to kind of get you guys back in and involved here, I don't know. Are you? Let me put it this way: Do you find like just playing is uh, is the most like fun thing, or do you find like the creative parts fun? Like I don't know. What what 
gets you going? Like what what gets you fired up? There's no wrong answers, obviously. I mean, what what really like I guess got me fired up was was the I mean like pre pandemic we used to like rehearse every week like you know for a couple hours after work and like mm-hmm. you know bang out like the set and like jam a little bit and like you know just like like some some days I'll come come to rehearsal from work like you know super pissed or super upset and I'm just like fuck like everything else I'm like here with bad sleep yeah. like I'm gonna like this is this is where I'm at this is all that I know I'm, like, you know just it's, yeah, just let let loose. <laughs> so I mean, I, I definitely miss the the live aspect. Like a lot of playing the shows. Every show we played was like fucking awesome. Um, I mean, that's what really got to be going. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm spacing on the names here for a second, but uh, I believe either Zach or um or Jake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, kind of piggyback off of what Louise said, you know, like, <clears throat> you know, because we would practice every week, and, you know, I would either come, it would either be, like, for me, after school, yeah, it would generally be after school, but, you know, trying to balance, like, school with full-time work was uh, a lot on my plate, so I would, I would come to practice, I'm either pissed about school, or stressed about school, or pissed about work, stressed about work, so it's just like, you know, kind of had the same mindset that Louise did. I'm like, screw it. was like, fuck everything. Um, but then as soon as, as soon as we cranked the amp, you know, started, started going through, you know, our set list or practicing and stuff like that, everything would just, just, I would just leave it out there. And I was just like, by the end of it, I was like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, that was awesome. And then, you know, that also translated to shows just because, you know, I have this like, adrenaline adrenaline rush a combination of an adrenaline rush with like anxiousness and like ner- a little bit of nervousness but more anxious than anything and then once you know like setting up you know i'm like super stressed i'm like i'm at the point where i'm just like don't touch don't talk to me don't, like try to mess with me i need <laughs> yeah. to set up my stuff you know on a time crunch but then once we start playing i'm just like okay you know i get into that zone and um and then yeah, yeah, the rest <laughs> just try to do the best I can. Just the rest is is history at that point. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely is the one thing that I definitely missed the most with this whole thing, just with the whole pandemic. Just being able to get into a room with everybody and then just make loud noises and yeah. just rock the hell out. That's the one thing I truly miss. Yeah. Spoken like a true drummer, man. It's awesome. Huh. Jake's the drummer. You sound like a drummer with that <laughs> but, um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as the, I mean, as a drummer, I was going to say... <laughs> um, I was going to say that, like... Is it, um, well, because I actually started playing music as a guitarist and sort of only picked up drums, like, I don't know... I, I don't know, it feels like, I mean, at this point, it's been a few years, but it feels like recently. Um, <laughs> and, like, I don't know, this is, like, the first band I've, like, done, like, you know, serious drums for, like, really played a bunch of shows on drums. And, and um, and it, yeah, it was, like, uh, well, yeah, when we would have, like, super long jam sessions, practice sessions, it would feel like, like a workout, like, mentally and physically. <laughs> I'm just, like... Yeah. 
I don't know, playing drums, like, I feel like you have to be, like, focused. Um, yeah. Yeah, or else, I don't know. Well, at, at least for me, like, you know, it just, the song just, like, tempo, like, falls apart or something. So I'm just, like, have to, yeah. like, walk in. Um, and was, I don't know, it was fun, like, having that practice. Got almost like you know discipline, <laughs> like uh, um, yeah. It was it's definitely it was definitely like a discipline practice with uh, bad sleeper rehearsals. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of happened naturally. Uh, like it wasn't it wasn't really forced. We just all sort of got together and it's like okay, like let's do this. And I think that we really started to develop like a trust for each other that like the beat was gonna land where it was supposed to and that the vocals are gonna come in like at the right spot and like. It just it started to feel like really good and yeah the practices like they were focused but I think that was just a lot of our personalities like coming together and just being like okay how do we like lock this in how do we get to a point where we just kind of know what's going on with each other and having the background of like me and Zach playing together and Jake Louise playing together I think definitely helped us get there a lot faster than if we were all just you know people that all just met like totally on the internet and had never played together before there's a little yeah. bit more of a connection at least in like the two different like the rhythm section and like the guitars and stuff kind of going into that so at this point of the podcast the video chat dropped so i'm calling back real quick <laughs> sorry about that i uh, dropped you guys there yeah technical difficulties there <laughs> no, um, all I was trying to do is to invite you. I started a, a Facebook group for the podcast. I uh, have a long-term goal of hopefully turning this thing into like a, a music festival. Don't hold me oh, to cool. it, but oh. don't hold me to it. But you know, I I've tested out the idea recently, and um, the the interest is there. So totally, just, you know, just uh kind of working out the logistics obviously the time given the times this this might be a, a bit more out in the future than i would have hoped but nonetheless um something i'm working towards so if matt if you can just send me everybody's names or if you guys didn't friend me already i'll add you to the group um if you want i mean obviously the less social media in your life probably the better um but if it, if at least one of you guys is in there that's probably good so i can kind of keep you up to date uh, i just had a b a, a band called bees like bees with an exclamation point yeah um, yeah we follow them <laughs> yeah i actually i think they're sick like i i don't know I, I still listen to their stuff um and uh they are pretty prevalent in uh, another subreddit that I follow, incidentally, and they're kicking ass. So, it was cool to get them on there. But, uh, anyway, kind of got to wind this thing down. Try to keep these things to about 45 to an hour. Uh, I guess without further ado, really all that's left is, like, shout-outs or, like, just random crap you want to throw in there so we can kind of go around the table or... If you guys don't have anything to say, like that's cool too. Join our mailing list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, and huge uh, shout out to Brett for having us on um, Part Time Rockstars podcast. This has been awesome. Yeah. Always fun to like talk, hear like your experiences talking to other bands and uh, 
get to like talk about our stuff and share our story. So we definitely like, really appreciate it. Glad to have you on, man. You always have a place to play. Or... Likewise. Yeah, and I guess uh, just make sure to check out our latest thing. We'll take it back. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more. If you're new to listening to us, our whole discography is on Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that stuff. So check it out as well while you're there. Again, I'll, I'll cover all this stuff for you guys. So if you just want to go, <laughs> your your general philosophies on life or your favorite fast food restaurant, I, I really don't care. It's more for <laughs> your friends and family who, who may or may not you know like you enough to listen to this. So <laughs> Take care of your mental health. That's probably the biggest advice I can give to anyone right now. Yeah. Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, get... Oh, you can get joy. I would say, like, actually get sleep um, as much as we promote <laughs> insomnia and sleeping, poor sleeping habits. Um, definitely get your sleep. Eight hours does you good. Yeah, and uh, stay connected. Like, we love when, like, people, like, message us and, like, oh, that's what they're doing. And um, <laughs> it's it's tough, like, in the pandemic. Um, I know that, like, doing the, the Zoom call weekly with, like, our band has been awesome for just staying connected with, like, you know, the people in this group, but then also, um, like, each of our friends, you know, being in a band, you kind of get a bit bigger of a circle than you have individually. So it's been awesome just being able to stay connected with those people that I otherwise wouldn't, and um, especially a pandemic, just keep reaching out, keep staying connected. Mm-hmm. Definitely goes a long way. You never know, like, you know, how much, like, your message will, like, mean to someone. So it's all important stuff. Oh, that, I mean, that's real. Like, you really don't. So, um, I'll probably just leave then with, uh, like I said, uh, my favorite band, um, Eric and Mr. Brewer. He always, after he died, like, people were like, he just made us feel like heroes in his songs. Mm. Like, like our own heroes yeah. in our own lives. And so, like, I thought, well, if I can do that with a podcast make you know my friends feel like heroes or new friends perhaps feel like heroes of their own lives then you know more can you do than that so i hope you guys feel heroic (laughs) (laughs) but if not it's all good um try to get you out there (laughs) either way (laughs) so Sweet. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you guys coming on. I uh, appreciate you talking to me. And, um, you know, hopefully one day we'll cross paths. IRL, as the kids say. And uh, whether it be Philly yeah. or Bal- <laughs> Baltimore or whatever it may be. Um, it's good to know you guys are just uh, Stones Throw Up 95. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Hope you guys have a, hope you guys have a good evening. Sorry. That's pretty much all I got. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank have a good you. One. All right. Now you night. Good to meet you. See you.
So yeah, I want to thank uh, all the members of Bad Sleeper for coming on the podcast and talking about the new song, Take It Back, which you are hearing in the background. Once again, you can definitely find that on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. So if you'd like it, feel free to hit the follow or like button or whatever you see there. Uh, the bands always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting local music. Hopefully, have a good week.